Hello and welcome back to our study of the Dhammapada. Today we continue on with verse number 35, which goes as follows. Dunigahasa lahuno yattakama nipatino Chittasa damatho sadhu Chittang dantang sukhavahang which means difficult to restrain, flighty, uh, landing upon or lighting upon whatever it desires. The taming of the mind is good. The tamed mind brings happiness. So, another really pointed uh, teaching uh, from a meditative point of view and this one has very much to do with meditation it's actually quite a story um, well known among Buddhist circles and the story goes that there was a village called Matika and there was a uh, there was a group of 30 bhikkhus who went to practice meditation there and the headman of the village, his mother, had great faith. And when she saw these Buddhist monks coming, she thought she, she, was, she was quite uh, excited to see them. And asked them where they were going. They said, well, they're just looking for a place to spend the rains. And so she immediately jumped upon it and said, look, if you stay here, then I'll be able to um, take the precepts and and." and follow your te listen to your teachings and and learn more about the Buddhist teaching and and have a chance a very good chance to to study and practice the Buddhist teaching so she said please stay here and we'll build you a monastery and so uh, poof just like that they built uh, off in the forest uh, a monastery for these monks with the hopes or or uh, under the promise that they would stay there for the rains and they promised that they would bring them food uh, every day and whatever they wanted them, them that they would they would bring for these monks and so the monks were were quite happy about this because it would mean that for the rains they would have a chance to uh, practice meditation strenuously and, and and put all their effort into the practice and so w once the monastery was finished they all went in and they they had a meeting amongst themselves as to how they were going to conduct themselves for the rains and what they said, just incidentally, the things that they said were kind of interesting. One of them is, is quite pertinent. Um, it sort of gives you an idea of the, the intentions that they had going into this. They say, the Pali is, Amha kanhi sakka kehang viya just like our own house, Akta Mahanirya, the eight hells, Vivata Dwara Dwarayeva, the 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 eight great hells are wide open for us, have their gates wide open for us, just as our just as if they were our own our own home. So the. The, 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 they say we sh it would not be good for us to be pamada, pamada charang charitung na vatati. 
It is not proper. It, it, it will not be that we, it is not the case that we should be uh, negligent because the eight hells are wide open, meaning they still had greed, anger, and delusion. And so if they were negligent, then these things would lead them into one of the eight great hells or, or, or couldn't possibly. At the very least, it would lead them to suffering. So they, they, for that reason, they made a vow amongst themselves for the, uh, out of this great, um, great um, uh, anxiety or, or, or uh, fear that they all had of the possibility of going to a bad place and, and out of a desire to become free from it. They made a, a very um, extreme sort of agreement that, well, a, a very sh uh, hard agreement with themselves, strict agreement with themselves, that during the rains retreat they would, as best as possible, not talk to each other. Now what it says that they did is, in the morning they would meet for alms, so then they would maybe even discuss where they're going to go on alms, who's going to go on which route, and who's going to go in, go in which direction. And in the, in the evening they would meet together to pay respect to the elder monks and to, to, to do the duties towards the, whatever monk is elder and so on. But apart from that, they would, they would, not, they, they would say, we, we will not meditate two monks in the same place. We will, we will all, we will not go on alms round two monks on the same road. We will, we will not meet eye to eye, and out of fear that we might uh, begin to converse, and therefore give rise to defilement. And so, with with this promise, they undertook to them, themselves to to spend all their time in their kuti. Now, the one thing they did say, and if a monk is sick, the only exception is if a monk gets sick then that monk should go out and ring the bell in the middle of the monastery and then all of us must come to attend on the sick monk. So that was the only one exception. Apart from that they spent all their time, they decided they would spend all their time in their kuti, so immediately they all went to their own huts and, uh, and undertook the practice of meditation. Now the woman who was the mother of Matika, the mother of the village headman, who was looking after them, was quite excited and wanted to come and make sure that everything was all right for the monks. So she decided that she would come to the monastery and see how her sons were doing, as she put it. And, but when she got there, it, was, it wasn't as she expected it. She expected that her sons would be happily enjoying their monastery and, and uh, discussing the Buddha's teaching and so on and so on. Uh, and so when she saw these monks, uh, she went to the monastery and she said, where, well, where are all the monks? And the man who was looking after the monastery said, well, they're, they're off in their kutis one by one. And they're, 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 they're all in different places. And she saw that this was the case, that they were all uh, avoiding each other. So she said, what can I do if I want to talk to them? And he said, well, ring the bell. And so she went up to the bell and she rang it. And she watched and they all came from different places. And she said, sure enough, they're all avoiding each other. And she thought this was the most peculiar behavior. So they said, they, they said, what's wrong? We thought someone was maybe sick. And she said, no, I'm, I'm wondering why it is that you're not talking to each other. Why are, are you avoiding each other? And uh, are, are you, she said, you must be angry at each other. There must be some problem with your harmony. And here I was hoping to gain lots of merit having you here, but now I'm, I'm afraid that there may be some problem. And they said, no, no, it's not the case. We're practicing meditation. And when you practice meditation, you have to be, be in solitude. And... 
she said, what does this mean, practice meditation? She had no idea what, what this was. And he, well, practice meditation, for in our case, we're, we're thinking of this, the parts of the body. We say to ourselves, hair, hair, and, and skin, skin, and so on, uh, focusing on the 32 parts of the body, and as a result, developing calm and tranquility, and then developing insight based on that. This is what we've been taught to do. And she said, oh, that sounds, she said, oh, that's, that's quite interesting, actually. And she said, is, is it only monks who can practice this teaching? And he said, no, no. And they said, no, no, anyone can practice this teaching. And she said, well, then can you teach it to me? And so they taught her these 32 parts of the body. And to, to, to just get to the end of the story, she, she practiced diligently and actually gained uh, the third stage of enlightenment, anagami, means she had no more uh, sensual desire, no more anger but she would still have these subtle desires to become and, and, and or to not become, you know, desire to get rid of things and then desire to achieve things, to be this and to not be that, and she still would have conceit and so on, some of the subtle defilements. But she was totally, totally freed from, from the lower defilements of, of lust and, and, and craving and so on, and anger and, and aversion. And she thought, wow, this is wonderful. She said, well, I, I wonder, when did, my, when did these monks attain this state? And she used her mag these powers that she gained from, uh, as a result of her enlightenment she, she, to, to send her mind out and to examine these monks. And she said, these monks are still full of greed, anger, and delusion. They haven't gained anything. She said, what's wrong? They've been here for some time practicing meditation. I wonder what could be wrong. And she looked and she said, do they have suitable suitable lodging? Yes, they have suitable lodging. Do they have suitable uh, company? Are there, are there any problems in between them? No, there's no, no problems between them. Do they have suitable food? And she said, aha, they don't have suitable food. And so she thought to herself, you know, she sent her mind to all the monks and she thought, which, which monk needs what, which uh, sort of food? And she realized what sort of food that the monks uh, wanted and what, what sort of food would make them uh, would bring them uh, comfort in their meditation, and so she prepared these foods for them, and and apart from that, prepared everything for them. Whatever they needed, whatever they they were lacking, or whatever she she knew for herself would help them. She brought it to them, and as a result, the monks were all able to attain arahantship. As a result of attaining arahantship, they they said to themselves, "Wow!" At the end of the rains, they said to themselves, "The time has come for us to go and to see the Buddha." And so they went back to see the Buddha, and the Buddha said, Oh, you, you, you all look bright and radiant. You must have had um, suitable lodging and food and so on. And they said, Oh, did we ever? This, this, this uh, laywoman, she, was, she attained anagami, and she was able to read our minds, and she got us whatever we want. And the Buddha said, Oh, that's, that's uh, great, good for you, and so on. <laughs> Something profound, of course. They had become arahants. Now the story goes that there was uh, one monk listening to this, and overheard the the Buddha talking about uh, uh, talking to these monks, and overheard these monks extolling the virtues of this laywoman who, who was so um, who, who was so so uh, perfect or in such a clear mind that she was actually able to attain enlightenment before these monks. But what he he got stuck upon is he said this he heard that this woman. Uh, was bringing these monks whatever they wanted. This was so single-handedly taking care of 30 monks and, uh, and and as a result allowed them to attain arahantship. And, and kind of out of greed he thought, wow, if I go there I'll get whatever I want. If I want water, I'll get water. If I want food, I'll get food. Whatever, whatever kind of food I want, I'll get it. And so he asked permission to go and stay there. Or I, I, I'm not even sure if he asked permission. He just immediately went to this monastery and he said, okay, if this woman can read my mind, 
may she bring me, may she send someone to, to clean up this monastery for me. And because it would have been all covered over in leaves and so on. And immediately this, this man shows up and, and or, or not immediately, but after some time, this man shows up and starts sweeping the monastery. And, wow, that's, that's quite incredible. And so he thinks, may she, there's no water here, may she send some sweet water. And suddenly, and after some time, some, someone comes with some sweet water. And then she thinks, he thinks, oh, in the, and in the morning, may she bring me this kind of good food and, and, and uh, yagu or, or uh, konji or so on with sugar and this and that and dainties and something like that. May she bring me exactly what I want. And of course she brings exactly what he, he thinks for, he thinks of. And then for lunch the same thing and then he says, wow, this is incredible. I would really like to meet this woman. And so she, and, and, and it, within no long time she comes to see him. And he asks her, he says, wow, is, is it true that you can read people's minds in this way? And she said, why do you ask? And he said, well, you know, people said this, and she said, oh, and she, she, she did her best, she, she avoided the question completely, and he thought to himself, he thought, for sure she can read my mind, because she isn't saying no, um, but because of her purity, she doesn't want to say yes. And he thought, what, have I do what am I doing here? Suddenly, just the, the, the gravity of the situation occurred to him. He said, if I have one thought of lust, imagine... <laughs> This woman is going to know right away, and she'll she'll probably grab me by my robe and throw me out of the monastery if she finds out all the all the defilements that I have in my mind. And so the rest of the day, he just was was walking around paranoid, or thinking, "Oh, I can't stay here. I can't stay." Here. Ran back to the the monastery where the Buddha was. The Buddha saw him coming and said, "You know, where where why aren't you staying at that monastery?" And, he said, I can't stay there. If I have one impure mind, thought, this woman's going to know it right away. And then the Buddha, and then the Buddha gives this verse. He's, this, is the, this is the teaching that he gives to this monk. He says, look, you don't have to guard your, this thought or that thought. Can you, can you do one thing? And he said, what is the one thing? And he said, you just guard your mind, watch your mind, stay with the mind, and train your, tame your mind. The word is, is to tame the mind. Uh, just, just go, you know, go back there, train your mind, and overcome these uh, these thoughts. You know, work on them. The, the, because really, the truth is, uh, you know, this woman wouldn't have thrown him out of the monastery as an amanagami. She would have known very, very well the defilements that were in his mind, and she would never complain at all. And she would always work in a way as as we all do to to help people to overcome these. We, we never, we never get angry or upset at students when they come and tell us they have lust. In fact, because we can't read their students' minds, we need our students to tell us, you know, that lust arose or, or anger arose or so on. Mahasi Sayada was saying like this, he was saying, well, it would be great if you could have a, a teacher like that who could uh, read your minds. But if you don't have one, all you have to do is, is, is explain your situation or it becomes your duty to explain your situation. That That is... Uh, the answer here. The answer is for you just to tell what is going on in in your practice, because the problem, as as I've always said, is not this greed and not the anger. It, it's the delusion. It's our ignorance, our inability to understand the situation, the fact that we don't see that we have these, uh, or, or we don't see the problem with these things, the fact that we don't understand these things as they are. Uh, if we actually look at them, accept that they're there and take a look at our lust, take a look at our desire, take a look at our anger, take a look at our aversion, our frustration, our boredom, our depression. Look at it and simply see it for what it is. 
then we'll, we'll be we'll be able to become only then will we be able to come become free from it so rather than worrying about these things or what other people think of us or, or anything let us just he said all you have to do is train your mind straighten your mind as we were talking about before but here he uses the word to tame the mind or to train the mind and then he said this verse he said the mind is uh, difficult to restrain and flighty lighting upon whatever it desires the taming of the mind is good the tamed mind brings happiness that's the verse and then, uh, the story goes that as a result he did go back and became enlightened as a result so for our practice I think it's quite obvious and, and it's it's quite obvious in this uh, in this exam with this example as to the benefit as to the importance of, or the meaning of this verse that yes this is the case the mind will run after its desires it will run after what it wants if it wants um, or, or if, if it wants something then it will it will chase after it and the commentary here has something interesting to say it says so much so that it won't worry about its uh, reputation it won't worry about what is right or what is wrong it won't worry about things like uh, you know in the case of lust to someone else's wife someone else's husband it won't worry about things like someone else's possession it won't worry about suffering for oneself for themselves for oneself it won't worry about suffering for others if one is angry uh, even though one knows that one is hurting oneself one will kick things and punch things punching the wall and causing great suffering to oneself this is what this is the meaning of the word yatakama nipati no whatever it wants no matter what whatever the defilements lead one to it will go there no matter what it, out of in complete disregard for what is right or wrong so this is why we see um, you know, infidelity and this is why we, we have theft this is why we have murder this is why we have suicide all of these things um, because of our 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 desires and our aversions and our inability to control them so rather than than control them the Buddha says to to train the mind to train the mind to see them clearly to see them as they are this is the word vipassana just to see them for for what they are because you can't the Buddha says you you can't restrain the mind you can't tie it down and stop it from going these things it's it's lahu the word is lahu which means light or flighty like a bird these words are actually what you would used to talk about a bird the last time we had a fish now we have a bird it's like a bird because it lights on on whatever whatever it wishes if it doesn't like it here it will go there it, like it, it will go here as soon as it wants as soon as it, something scares it it will be gone this is the mind you can't you can't catch it it's not a physical thing that you can put in a cage if, if it were the body you can tie the body up no you can cover your mouth you can plug your ears you can close your eyes you can stop up your nose you can stop you can the, the body you can stop but the mind you can't stop no matter if you do all of these things the mind will still escape to cause you endless endless grief and suffering in fact if you do such a thing you'll find for most people they just go crazy as a result this is uh, the, the, this, the funny thing because you think you know you can control it and the more you try to control your mind maybe you try to take medicine some people when they have headaches or when they're thinking too much they'll take uh, pills or drugs and the more you take them the worse it gets and the more uh, wound up the mind becomes so the more you try to tie the mind down the more the more of a problem your mind becomes so this the Buddha taught us to train the mind to see clearly this is in the last one we we're talking about straighten the mind but the word tame here or Dhamma or Danta this means uh, the uh, 
the uh, the making making the mind like a um, like a trained animal, like a, like a horse or a, a, a buffalo or something, something that is trained and and understands what is the important thing to do. So teaching the mind to understand what is of its benefit what is of its own benefit and what is what is to its detriment understanding the anger understanding the greed seeing it for what it is so this is very much um, a a reminder to us that the untrained mind is the cause for all of our suffering and it's simply by by training the mind that it leads to happiness the first kind of happiness of course that it leads to is that it overcomes helps us to overcome suffering so as these monks said, it was the untrained mind that had greed, that had anger, that had delusion, that was that had opened up the hells in front of them. That they, they could even see in front of them that if they were to just follow their desires, follow their aversions, it's it's open like the doors the doors of their own house with a big welcome mat in front. This is what they said. So the training of the mind, the taming of the mind, stops that. It stops the mind from exploding. It stops the mind from. Um, from going insane. It stops the mind from following after desires and aversions and causing so much suffering. You know, we can see it even by when people get angry, they kick things and they punch things, as they said, or they hurt other people. How we destroy our lives. Even in this world, you can understand how training the mind, taming the mind brings happiness. If you think of how the world, mostly people think that happiness comes from from war, from conflict and from victory. So. What is the result of that? We see how the world has gone to war, and when the world is at war, so little peace in the world. The, the, the peace vanishes like a, uh, like a, a mirage. And what you're left with is conflict, and uh, the, the victor gets gains the ashes of the spoils. No? What, what, you get, what you get is a, a world... Uh, of rubble and fire and and and, and suffering, the, the suffering that comes from war is something that we have all uh, been told about and read about and 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 uh, see, heard the records of. Even in our society, you know, the, when when we look at capitalism or materialism or when we look at this um, comp competitive society, what it has brought to us, how much suffering, how much uh, poverty, you know, how how much um, tr uh, lack of trust this has brought to the world, how we can't even trust our neighbors, we can't trust uh, our community, how we, we can't trust the people at the stores, we can't trust the banks, we can't trust anybody, where we can no longer trust each other because our minds, because we, their minds are not trained, because their minds are full of these things. Even in the family, the untrained mind in, amongst family, friends, uh, at work, the, you, you, if you talk to anyone about their job situation and how it's going, almost, almost anyone in the world will be able to tell you about the fighting and the politics that goes on at work. And then if you ask people about their home life, most people nowadays, because of the nature of our minds and our desires and everyone's conflicting desires, the anger and the, the, the fighting and the, the harsh words, even the abuse that goes on as a result of our untrained minds, how people, even though they want to find happiness and they want others to be happy as well, they will end up bringing suffer great suffering to both themselves and to others. This is all from the untrained mind. If we, if, we are, if we begin to practice meditation and then we consider our own lives, because of our, our the, 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 
um, stability of mind that comes and the ability to reflect clearly on what's, what we've come, where we've come from, we'll be able to see the, um, the suffering that we've been causing in our lives. It'll become quite clear to us where all of our suffering comes from, and it'll become clear to us that we didn't re that we were in so mu we were much suffering that we didn't even realize, and we thought we were living in great peace and 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 more or less lying to ourselves. Once you begin to practice meditation, you start to all this all of this comes up, and much guilt about all of the things that you've done to hurt others when you were just avoiding it the whole time and pretending it didn't exist. And now, as your mind starts to calm down, you get to see everything that's in there. So, for someone who's practiced meditation, this is a clear teaching that it is the trained mind, the, the tamed mind, the straightened mind that brings happiness. So it's a good uh, teaching for us to always remember, jittang dantang sukhavahang, it's one that is often taught in Buddhist circles, that the trained or the tamed mind brings happiness. So, just one more verse in our series on the Dhammapada. Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you again next time.